This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Thanks for tuning in today. I've got two guests on this episode. I've got the lovely Alyssa and also her mum, Laura. Now, Alyssa and Laura are part of our community support forum, and I've been watching Alyssa's progress probably over the last 12 months or so, I would say, when she first sort of uh, came into my radar. And she's really done an amazing uh, amount of um, self-development and uh, has come so much uh, so far with her arthritis that it's exciting to have you on this episode and to hear all about it. So welcome, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> now, you're, um, you're all rugged up there, Alyssa. Is, is it cold? Oh, I know. It's just a really fuzzy jacket. <laughs> it's cute. That's the only right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so tell us what... Uh, what have you been through? When did this all begin for you? What did you get diagnosed with and what happened next? So from what I remember, I was still in high school. I was in my senior year. I was definitely having symptoms before I was diagnosed. And somehow I always came up with um some strange reason as to why I was having, you know, these pains. I'm like, oh, I just pulled something or like I strained something like every, and I don't know how I justified it in my head every time because it Mm -hmm. happened a lot. It really became something that I was aware of when uh, one of my fingers became swollen and it was swollen for months I don't even know how long, maybe like six months. Uh And I kind of ignored that too. And then another one of my fingers started to get swollen. And that's when I was like, okay, that's, there's something wrong. Yep. We made a doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. and I didn't think anything of it. Right. You weren't expecting some big, horrible diagnosis. No. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't even remember. I think I was like out with a friend and then my mom called me and was like, you need to come home because the doctor needs to tell you. I don't think they told you first. No, they, they just said that they needed and over. Yeah. So they, it's medical privacy. So they yeah. have to tell you first. So yeah. I knew she, she was concerned because they didn't tell her and she was like, you need to come home as soon as possible so they can tell you. So you could tell me. Sure. Yeah. So they, I called them back and they told me that I had a rheumatoid factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I'm not that much older now, but I feel like I've grown a lot. And at the time I was like totally in denial, blew it off, was like, still, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my mom was like <laughs> Holy, holy moly. (laughs) I was, you know, doing a lot of research about it. And it's, wow, there's just so much. It's really hard to, like, 
do it chronologically. Yeah, sure. So I was, I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. And was it that they said rheumatoid arthritis or, or, or at the, I mean, at which point does it cross over from juvenile to rheumatoid in terms of a diagnosis? Is it 18? I don't know, but the doctor did. We both have the same general practitioner and he said she has rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I, I definitely had it before I was 18. Right. But I was diagnosed at After. 18. Right, right. Okay. So it was considered rheumatoid arthritis, but mm-hmm. maybe I did have juvenile because I had mm-hmm. symptoms before that. Okay. Maybe I can guide you a little bit. What uh, uh-huh. happened with regards to uh, that would have been a general practitioner, ran the blood test, saw high rheumatoid factor, gave you a diagnosis. Then did you go and see a specialist? a specialist rheumatologist who then discussed heavy meds with you? I did not. Mm-hmm. No, what he, what he did, in a way, he, he sent us to a uh-huh. rheumatologist, but she was taking place of the original one you were assigned with, and she was sitting there talking to you about your uh, hands and feet. When oh, you okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did get sent to one. They And they recommended uh, medication for me, but I just, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, my whole idea in my head was like, I'm so young and I know what heavy medication can do to a person. And I just was not about that. I was almost like, I would rather be in a lot of pain than slowly deteriorate myself with medication. Yeah. I had the same exact feeling. Um, so I was 33. So I was quite a lot older than you were when you were diagnosed, but I still, you know, felt very young. I know from your perspective, 33 seems really old, but when you get to 33, you still feel really young. Um, and, and so, especially when you get diagnosed with something of this kind of proportion, you know, actually 33, uh, sorry, 31, I was 31. Mm -hmm. And so I also was in sort of no way is this A, that bad, and B, something that I'm going to have to take meds for for the rest of my life. I was just like you, but just, you know, a decade older when I was, or a little bit more than a decade older. Um, So I can completely relate to that. And when I eventually went on methotrexate, I felt like a complete it just was everything against what I felt like I should be doing. But I got to a point where I had nowhere to go. I mean, I got that bad. So I'm curious as to how long it took you before, you know, you started to adopt natural therapies and stuff, because unless we do that, you know, the disease gets on top of us and we eventually have to succumb to medication. So I'm curious as to how long you left it before you started to make progress. Yeah. Um, because you got really, you started getting really bad. Yeah. So after, uh, I was diagnosed, I started associating the like random flips that I would get to my arthritis. And they, at that point, weren't that bad. Uh-huh. There were days where it would, you know, I would obviously be in pain, but it wasn't to where I was like, I have no choice but to like go on medication. Yeah. I was always like, I can handle this. Uh-huh. And then I don't remember, like, I want to say it was like a year after that where it, I noticed that it was getting worse, Yeah. but again, not to a point where I was like, I need medication. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but again, like, that's just the kind of person that I am where I'm like, I can take it. Yeah. I can take, it, you know, that's funny. 
We, I noticed like a lot of people with rheumatoid have an extremely high pain tolerance level. It's amazing what we'll put up with when we think uh, we're kind of used to it. And, and, and you, you do develop this pain tolerance that if other, someone else stepped into your body during the period that you were describing was not too bad, they would have freaked out and like, yeah. what the heck? You know, I got to get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we do tolerate a lot more than we, uh, th- than we realize, I think, a lot of the time. Okay. So what happened after that? So my mom was doing uh, a lot of research into it at the time, and that's when she found, uh, what was it, Do- Dr. Barbara well, Allen? Well, before you even listened to me, though, you, you, you really had a bad, bad one, bad flare-up at a music festival. And that's when you really... No, no, no. The, yeah. This was before. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this was before. Yeah, I'm talking about I, I, when you got What happened is I saw... Okay. This is what happened is I saw your video and you were doing a lecture and you, you, uh, a TED talk and you mentioned Barbara Allen. And because you live in Australia, I thought, well, Barbara Allen's over here. I'll go check out her book and talk to her first. And I did. So I went ahead and got her an LCAT test. And that basically shows you what foods you've been eating lately that you're reacting to. Yeah. And so her idea is that you rotate the food. So it, it then you go from there. It worked for a little while. Um, yeah. So I I didn't really understand like all the the science behind it and you know the healing of the gut and everything i was just looking for like a a shortcut mm-hmm. i guess sure which sure. which now i'm like that doesn't work because <laughs> you know i was like you know i was like young i was hanging out with my friends i was doing all these things i was like i don't you know i have this but like i don't really want to like you know full-fledged and yeah. like really figure it out i was like you know, yeah. if you have something I can do, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's over here like, we need to. <laughs> I don't know. Um, of course, she's my mom. So I followed that Alcat test and it was pretty crazy accurate. Okay, good. Because a lot of the things that were flagged as like red, like the mm. things that I should stay away from the most, when I would eat them, because I still was like, hmm, let me try it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would feel pain within six to 12 hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, it would last for like, I would get a flare up and it would last for like a day or a day and a half. Mm-hmm. So it was very obvious. It was very obvious. Yeah. And it confirmed it in my mind. I was like, wow, okay. That's mm-hmm. when I realized it's, it has to do with what I'm eating. Good. Okay. You were certain about that at, at, by that point. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the kind of person that I am where things have to, they have to make sense. There has yeah. to be an A to B thing going on, a correlation. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's strange. And it kind of piqued my interest as to why Mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. And for a while, of course, I was just kind of like still following that ALCAT test. And it worked for a good good amount of time, a few months, six months. I'm Mm -hmm. just like guesstimating. Yeah. And there came to a point where even though I was avoiding those foods, I was, my symptoms started to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I went to a music festival, Mm -hmm. a lot of walking. I was camping. It was really hot. I wasn't 
eating good food. Yeah. And one of the days I woke up and was just in so much pain. Like my whole upper body was like really stiff. It was a pretty bad flare up. Yeah. And when I came back home, I was like, I felt stuck. Mm -hmm. I felt like mentally stuck. Like, okay, I've followed this uh, first program, the Alcat test. Yeah. And I'm getting worse. Yeah. So you start to feel a sense of panic at that point because everything yeah. that you've known to be your solution looks like no longer being a solution. It's very, very frightening. Yeah, I was really scared at that point just for my future. I just just thought the worst. Yeah. Now, by the way, this is a, not often when we make our biggest discoveries, as I'm sure you're about to share. Sometimes when we're at our absolute wits end and we have no we have a feeling like the you know the world's about to to crumble that's when we look in places we haven't looked before and we explore things that we've never explored before and so many times outside of just rheumatoid I've found that in my life as well and uh, I think okay some perceived disaster has happened I I'm in all sorts of trouble but then you make a breakthrough and uh, that's that so often happens if we're looking for the breakthrough, if we're searching for the answer. Yeah, yeah. I, com- I completely mm-hmm. agree. Anytime, mm-hmm. like, mentally I've hit rock bottom, after yeah. that I just am filled with a lot of, like, passion and, yes. like, drive. Yes, yes. And I know at that point my mom had already looked into your program and mentioned it to me before, and I didn't really, you know, I I wasn't, like, looking to it because I was like, oh, I already Mm -hmm. have this and it's working. Yeah. So when that point came where I was like, I need something else, she brought it up again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Let's do that. And I was always pretty apprehensive about that, uh, about starting your program from my perspective, because I have never had any dietary restrictions. Yeah. Except for when I was like a toddler, I was like allergic to like berries, but then like I stopped being allergic to them. Mm-hmm. So my whole life, I just was like able to eat whatever I want, you know? Yep. And so that kind of scared me a little bit to think like I was, you know, I'm going to have to like be strict about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was like, I need to do this. Yeah, good. So I, my mom, you know, started giving me the information. At that point, I was still a little bit like resistant, but I, you know, I was in it. I was, I was going to do it. And by the time I, you know, she started sharing the information with me. And by the time I actually really started it, there was like a time where I was like fighting it. Uh-huh. Where I was like, you know, I want, I want to do this, but I was just like, oh, you know, I just kept making excuses. Yeah, I think I recall that. This was around about the time when your mum was sharing with us inside the support forum, and she was saying <laughs> that, you know, she's she still wants to party, but yeah. she's doing it, but then she'll like cheat a little bit because she wants to party, and it was this sort of there was a sort of a uh, an onboarding period where you weren't sure if you were kind of. On or you were kind of off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it was almost like 
I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't know. I was like, I, I'm over it. I don't want to do this. And then I'd be like, no, but I have to. And it was just like this back and forth thing. Yeah. But when I really, when I first started, you know, the first, the first part of it, the, you know, the, the sweet juicing. potato, the can yeah. no, the, oh yeah, that's right. The juicing. Yeah. That was so intense <laughs> for me. I, I mean, I felt like I was in it at that point. Like I was yeah. really about it. Like yeah. I felt like I knew it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't back out at that point when I started juicing, I was like, okay, like I'm in this, but I was just so irritated and like fog brain and like just so pissed like I was doing it like I was drinking it but I was like, <sighs> and like I was I was working at that point too um but my managers were like really understanding about it they were like okay like I was I was hosting at a restaurant so they just had me out front and usually we stand but they like gave me a little chair and I was just like sitting out front okay that's nice yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so they were super understanding with that. Um, cause I mean, all I had to do was like, be honest with them and like, tell them what I was going through. Nobody's going to be like, Oh, well, I don't care. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They were very sympathetic. <laughs> and then, uh, after the juicing phase, then, uh, you know, it's the sweet potato, quinoa, buckwheat. The dulce seaweed. Remember the yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're, Oh my gosh. Your, uh, your recommendation was to mix the buckwheat, quinoa and seaweed together. Yeah. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I learned after, like I could totally eat it. Like I could eat the quinoa, eat the buckwheat and do like the, the seaweed in the broth. Like like later that was better On the sides. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my, my way of doing it later. I found out it became Mm. a soup. The buckwheat separate and then the quinoa uh-huh. yeah, and some uh-huh. amaranth. Uh-huh. But when I first started, you know, my mom was like, that's how he did it. So yeah. let's try that. Yeah. Sure, sure. And it, we I, went for it. We did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like it at all. I was like, mm-hmm. so I was just, I mean, I was still doing it. I was eating it, but I was not enjoying it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's like the way that it's written, there's no, uh, there's no ramp on. It's like one day you're eating like whatever you want. You could have the worst Western diet ever. And the next day you're eating foods that you didn't even know how to spell or pronounce. And it's just suddenly the transition can shock the system. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cold turkey, you know, but at the same time, like even though it was difficult, like I knew it was the right thing to do. Cool. Like I, I was set in like like going down that path. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to like, even though I like was like, you know, being mean and crabby and stuff, I wasn't yeah. going to stop. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I knew how I felt before I started and I yeah. was like, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. You know? Pain is a great motivator, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I figured out my own method of doing it, eating it separately okay. worked a lot better for me okay. and I could, I could tolerate it. It didn't taste bad. I was like, okay, I, f- I feel good about this. Okay. Okay. So how long until you started to, to feel improvements and also start to get used to that way of eating? Did like were you a couple of weeks or what ha- what was what what happened? Yeah, so it was definitely a few weeks. I remember after the recommended uh, what was it like 12, 12 yeah. days? Mm-hmm. 
to like start introducing new stuff. Yep. What was the first? I can't remember the first. Was it lemon? It was lemon. Mm-hmm. Try to do lemon over the over like as a dressing. Yeah. Uh, to a salad, and I had a reaction to that. All right. Yep. My index finger like started to swell up. I didn't get like a flare up. Like I like you know it wasn't like pulsating. Like yeah. I'm like in pain. It was just a slow like. Mm-hmm. stiffness in my hands yeah so i was like okay can't do that went back to the the um, basics the basic Your baseline foods, foods. yeah yeah uh, yeah and yeah. then um so we waited a week and then tried was the mung doll beans oh yeah so you skipped yeah yeah, yeah. Tried, that. Mm-hmm. tried that then i had a reaction to that so in short, I was, we were trying a lot of different things and I, I kept reacting. Okay. That's not uncommon. Yeah. And I was pretty frustrated at that point. Cause I was like, you know, I'm in the program. I'm supposed to be moving on. My mom's like, that's not how it works. She kept yeah. reassuring me. Like yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. Lucky you had mom. Yeah. So it was a while. It was a while. Like, I don't know. Uh, it was way longer than 12 it felt like way longer sure. than 12 days could have been a couple of months right before like i could four, it was more like four months before you could actually well no i mean it it was it was about a, like a couple months before i could introduce something and like i didn't get a reaction yeah because i remember even like like a few weeks after my mom like put cinnamon on the sweet potato yeah. and I got a really bad reaction to cinnamon right. for some reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like my uh-huh. hip swelled up really oh, bad. Oh yeah, I saw yeah, that. Right. Yes. Right. It swelled up like puffy, like a grapefruit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like something as small as cinnamon, you know, I was, yeah. it's um, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Green beans, for instance, would do something like that to me. What else? Broccoli, you know, innocent vegetables that you wouldn't dream would create problems. There's a couple of examples that would really set me off green beans and and broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was on the baseline diet for uh, at least a couple of months. Yeah. Which, by the way, is not that big a deal because recently we had that whole baseline program analyzed by the nutritionist and it meets every vitamin, mineral, essential fatty acid, calories. I mean, the whole thing is legit. I mean, it can be it can be used as a long term diet. As long as all aspects, you know, as long as, for instance, the sweet potato is not left out and as long as the pseudo grains are the sort of the bulk of the calories and, you know, we don't leave out the seaweed, we don't leave out uh, the greens, that all of it's important. But if everything is yeah. eaten in uh, adequate quantities, then it's a legitimate long-term kind of program. And it's amazing because it's just so simple, but it's so yeah. nu- nutrient dense. No, I I totally I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because when I was on the baseline diet, physically felt great. Yeah. Like mentally I was like so bored of the food. Sure. Yeah. But like I kept doing it yeah. because I wasn't getting any flare ups. Like my, right. when I stuck with this baseline diet, my fingers that had been swollen for at least a year, two years went down and that was like so crazy 
Yeah. That's when I was like, I know that this, this works. So even though I was like, you know, the troubleshooting and there was a lot of like ups and downs, I knew that it was working. Yes. So yeah, physically when I was on this baseline diet, no flare ups, which was just so, yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was amazing. I was like, it was like back and forth, like, this is awesome. And then like other days where I'd be like, I'm bored of this food. Well, I was similar. I was exactly the same. You know, I don't draw as many parallels with every guest I speak to, but with you, I had a lot. I couldn't get off that baseline foods. I was stuck on that month after month after month. And I dared not try anything else because I was too paranoid that I was going to stuff things up. And I just felt fantastic. And I thought, look, I'd been coming at this previously from a raw food diet for eight months when I I first started trying dietary stuff. And that was way harder. So to be able to eat some cooked food and be able to have some salty, diverse tastes. And, you know, I thought I knew of a worse scenario dietary wise which sounds hard, but there is a worse way to get a harder way to go. And so I thought this is at least better than that. And I will stick with this because I feel really, really good. And I thought to myself, what if I have to do this for a whole year or a year and a half? It's still better than the pain and more drugs. It's still better than that. Mm -hmm. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it. What, medication was on the very bottom of my list, and I was like, "If this, if this is, if I'm getting progress from this, I'm gonna keep going this way." Yeah, I was, I was sticking to it. I was on the baseline diet for a good few months, and you know, we'd try things here and there, but I would still kind of get flare-ups. I'm trying to remember the first thing that I had that wasn't the baseline food that I didn't get a reaction to. Was it avocado? Or? Um, I, we did squash too. Yes. Which is like, squash you know, close, is a really easy thing to get back in. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's like yeah. kind of closely related to yeah. sweet potato. And you know, the only reason it's not part of the baseline is because I never ate it. And so I don't want to I, like, this is such an important responsibility to put something like this out into the world and to back it the way that I back it. And I don't want any tiny leak in this that I can't stand by and defend. And I never ate yellow squash during my baseline days. And that's the only reason it's not in the first 12 days because I can't stand by it and defend it from the rooftops. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to interject uh, that, I did everything she did with her so that if she had to go back on the baseline, I would go back on the baseline so that I could defend exactly what the program, exactly what she was doing. Yeah, so So she stand on. Yeah, totally. So when she was doing that with me, she couldn't be like, oh, you know, just do it. It's easy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not that it's easy, but, you know, oh, just do it. You can do it. She was, you know, doing it with me where it was like. That's amazing commitment and the love of mother and daughter, you know? Yeah, that helped me. Words can't describe. Um, I I knew what uh, rheumatoid arthritis was before she did, so I I was terrified. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe one of the early foods was yellow squash. You might have been able to – were you able to get some fruits in like cantaloupe or blueberries? or? Yes, yes, cantaloupe and papaya. Oh, good, because they're two of my favorites, two of the absolute best foods. 
Yeah. I remember that was, those were two of the things that I added on with my baseline diet that I wasn't getting a reaction to. <laughs> Do you remember what you said when I first served you? Oh yeah. Okay. So before you said it smells like butt. Yeah. I, okay. Before I like, uh, <laughs> you're such a brat. I, I hated papaya. Like I just hated the way it smelled. I thought uh -huh. it smelled like farts. Like I yeah, just was yeah. like not about it. But because I was like eating uh, this baseline diet for so long, my taste buds had changed. Exactly. Like I noticed yeah. they were so much more sensitive to like the tastes of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like appreciated the taste of food so much more. And um, so I was like before I was like, I, I, you know, I hate papaya because I was thinking of how I didn't like it before that I started I, this I program. Yeah. Um, but when I tried it afterwards, I really liked it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like tasted things in it that I didn't taste before, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I remember I actually have eaten cheese sometime and then there was it's not the last year but at some point i forget why i was on a cruise ship or something and sometimes when you're isolated from your own kitchen and the foods that you need your starvation can kick in you panic sometimes and i think like some some mashed potato had some cheese in it or on it or something like that and i'm vegan but like i'm if i sometimes eat something like that i don't feel like the world's about to collapse on me right i'm on a cruise yeah. ship i'm having some mashed potato i find out it's got some butter in it i'm frustrated and angry but i'm not going to like you know knock myself right um it's very rare i must add and this thing had some cheese on the top and so i tasted like a piece of shredded of you know shredded mozzarella or whatever it was and it was like my whole mouth exploded with overwhelm of flavor. I mean, it was like because yeah. it had been so long since I've eaten something so sort of, I guess, like for me, it was artificially flavored flavoring, although, it, you know, it was from a cow. But for me, it was just too much. It was like it was turning up the volume of the of the sound system too much all of a sudden. Is how I react. It was like, oh yeah. my goodness! Like, how can you eat large quantities of this? It's yeah. overwhelming. And so, on the flip side, if you've come from that sort of stuff and then tasted something that's subtle, like papaya, you know, it's like from the opposite point, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, totally. Like, I mean, I'm going to go back to this, but jumping forward now, like what you're saying if like I'm out and like I happen to find out there's like something like there's butter in something. It's just so insane. Before when I was like really sensitive and I would, you know, I would cheat or something and I would get a really, really severe reaction. Mm -hmm. And now that I've healed my gut, if I, you know, accidentally like eat something like that, it's not that bad. Like yeah. at all. Yeah. And it's so crazy. Yeah, it's awesome though. Like, I'm like, what, like, you know, like I might like get a little stiff or like, you know, something like that. Yeah. But it is just not anything how it was before. I, yeah. How it was before is you, you hurt in your sternum, your jaw hurt. I mean, you had everything was flared up. You'd have this moving throughout your body into where you couldn't sleep all night. And you even said, it's so bad. I'm too hurt to even cry anymore. I mean, that's how bad you get yeah. up, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. And so it feels like uh, it's almost just like a shadow of the old reaction, just yeah. a shadow. Like it reminds you that it doesn't want that food, but it doesn't scream at you. It just said, well, hang on. No, uh, no more of that, please. But I'm not going to scream at you. Just be smart and do what you know is best. Yeah. Yeah. Because there have been times where, you know, I've eaten junk food mm-hmm. and it just I mean, not so much where like, I mean, I got a little stiff, but it just made me feel sick, like in my stomach, like I got like a headache and like just felt really sluggish and tired. Mm -hmm. And it just amazed me how I would do that before and like think that it was okay and like do it the next day or something. And I'm like, how do other people do this and not feel so bad that they just don't want to do it again because they're used to it yeah it's like a lifestyle that's it that's it it feels normal it used to feel normal to me too i went through my whole 20s with weird digestive problems that i thought were normal i didn't realize that it wasn't normal because all my buddies and that were all talking about the same things whether it be massive burps or worse and then like indigestion and then you know, just feeling atrocious from a weekend of like having a pizza and then going out and drinking beers and waking up and just feeling like the world was going to end with how bad you felt. And then thought, yeah, but that's because we're in our 20s and that's what we do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah. And so like anytime recently, like rarely if I've like eaten junk food, I'm like, Oh my God, no way. Like, I don't, why did I do that? Like, yeah. I can't, like, it's not even the flare up. I just feel, it's mostly like, I just feel really tired. Yeah. And I like, um, I just, I don't, I hate feeling tired. Yeah. Yeah. You've got sort of like premium fuel in your system right now, premium gas. And so anything that's not perfect and gives you so much yeah. energy just feels wrong. And that's great. I mean, I think you're, you're basically running your body the way that we should all be running our bodies. I think you're, you're doing the right thing. And, and, and as a result, when the wheels start to go off the road and hit that sort of thing on the side of the road, you know, you're getting woken up straight away. But other people are dozing off into the ditch, you know, and they're it's normal to be in the ditch, you know. I mean... This was really a blessing in disguise because so many people eat so bad and they don't have a reaction like we do mm-hmm. to, you know, that red flag to be like, no, stop. You know, it's like a gradual thing where they're like, oh, you know, I kind of feel tired and sick, but like nothing too bad. So they just continue those habits. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for us, it's, almost like life and death. Like that, that's right. gotta, gotta be, you know, clean and healthy or it's totally the opposite. Like I'm going to feel like so bad. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Plus you, plus you were doing exercising at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah talk that. us through the exercises. What were you doing mostly and what worked best? I was hiking a lot. There's a really nice hike right by uh, where I live now. Um, like, yeah, five minutes away. It's a nature reserve, yeah. Awesome. And it's it's a pretty vigorous hike. There's a lot of, like, steps and stuff. So anything to really, like, get me sweating and get, like, my heart rate up, yeah. I knew was helping. Yeah. 
Cause you know, a lot of people they'll go and, and work out and be physical and not really push themselves, you know, just to be like, okay, I went to the gym yeah. and I, you know, I lifted some weights and that's my workout. Yeah. But you know, they don't really, they don't really push themselves just like sweat and like, you know, get going, Yeah. which I feel like if you're not at that point, what's the point, you know, you got to like, yeah, you that's, gotta really that's, that's she fantastic. Had, she had swollen. She said, My feet are swollen, they really hurt. I feel kind of stiff. I go, get let's get your hiking shoes on, let's go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. And then afterwards you would go, Wow. Yeah. It was it what like I, I'm always I don't know, I'm always just so like amazed at like the the progress and like how how I mean, because I'm I'm younger too, granted, but like how I could bounce back. Mm-hmm. where yeah. I would wake up and I'd be really stiff and like, you know, my shoulder would lock up and I'd be like, you know, I'm in a lot of pain. And my mom would be like, okay, like, let's go, yeah. let's go on the, on the bike. I had this little gym at my apartment. Let's, you know, get your heart rate up. Let's get sweating. Yeah. And I would do that. And after like, it didn't go away completely, but like, yeah. it was amazing. Like yeah. how much I had movement, like it was like locked up and like really hurting. And then I could like move it around and my fingers weren't swollen anymore. And I felt like so good after. Yeah. And it yeah. was just, yeah, it was Tot- crazy just getting the blood moving. Yeah. Can totally relate to that. As- <laughs> <laughs> no, I can totally relate. And uh, for people who think that walking is enough, it's not, we we've got to take walking. Walking is just, isn't, adequate enough to get pain relief to get pain relief we have to push ourselves and sweat exactly like exactly what you just said so that can be an elliptical at the gym an elliptical machine it could be a stationary bike at the gym or Mm -hmm. an actual real stationary bike there are some little tweaks with that we have to watch that we don't grip the handlebars too hard because it can jar into our wrists and fingers and stuff but but yeah putting that aside you know uh, outside normal bikes good but i find that the resistance of a stationary bike in a controlled environment, you've got nothing else to do but to think about getting your heart rate higher and getting more sweat. So I like that. And, of course, then there's Bikram yoga, which is, of course, my favourite, just with so much sweating and the heart rate goes so high and it's high for a long time um, and it doesn't load or impact any of the uh, painful joints. So there's, there's several options. There's no excuse to not exercise daily and if people are really debilitated my starting point is aqua therapy and get them into a pool and have them move around in a pool just to get something happening yeah so that was just just me for for other listeners or viewers just in case they're thinking oh okay you know maybe i'll just go for a walk we have to try and take it to to another level hiking is a great one one of my big breakthroughs was in Hawaii and it was through hiking as well, just like you've described, because it's so mountainous, right, in Hawaii. And when mm-hmm. we would go and do some trick or sort of some nature walks or whatever, or bush walks as we call them in Australia, it, there was ups and downs. And I always was continually surprised at how my big swollen knee responded so well to ups and downs. And I thought, it doesn't make yeah, sense, but yeah. my my joints like being challenged. Yeah, no, I totally agree and found yeah. the same thing that when, you know, one of my bigger joints was swollen and, you know, I'm when you're like, 
at home and before, you know, you get physical, you're like, I'm in so much pain. Why would I move around? (laughs) Like that just seems like it's going to make it worse. And then when I get myself up and I start moving and get my heart rate up, it goes down and it feels good. Like I feel like I can get it moving and the swelling is going down. Yeah. It gives you a wonderful sense of control too, because yeah. You're not lying on the couch like a victim. You're proactively reducing the problem, and that feels great. And you combine yeah. that with, like, going back onto baseline for a day or two if you need to, and you've got this double boom, boom, and you totally smash the pain down yeah. quickly. And, you know, life doesn't seem too bad pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really have to say, like, any time that I did have a bad flare-up and I went back to the baseline foods – it never failed. Like I never got worse or it never like, you know, was, I was still swollen. It always went down. Remember the B12 vitamin incident? Yeah. My mom got me a B12 vitamin (laughs) and she didn't uh, read the label. It had lactose in it. It was derived from lactose. Yeah. And I had just such a bad flare up. It lasted 18 Uh, hours of hell. Yeah. It was really yeah she felt so bad i was like i was like i felt bad that she felt bad um yeah what a lesson huh it just shows you how crazy you know and this is why when people go to their rheumatologist and and they're in a lot of pain and the rheumat and they ask the rheumatologist look does diet matter or something and you can forgive them for saying no and the reason is because you've seen firsthand what a minefield this is. You can see how there's only, like, in my opinion, there's not a lot of other foods other than the ones that I've collected and put together here that we can all follow and get results from and then slowly reintroduce. Like, it's not like we're missing, like, a whole category of foods that we can also go and eat. Or I mean, there's a very narrow path through the mountain. And, yeah. and no wonder doctors say diet doesn't work because how many people come up with this tiny narrow path through the mountain? It's a pretty, it's, it's a. When we were seeing her, uh, the rheumatologist that the other rheumatologist, not the one that they assigned, she said in front of both of us, well, because she mentioned, oh, I'm, I'm eating, I'm doing this diet. And she goes, diet has nothing to do with it. And I just nodded my head and knew not to argue Yeah, because yes. I forgave her. I understood yeah. in her point of view what her world is like in a way. And I didn't want to confront that with this very short period of time we had. Yes. Yeah. I knew that when we go home, we have to just go no holds bar. Yeah. And, and I, I yes. mean, it didn't 100%. mean that I didn't uh, listen to the other information that she had to offer. You know, I took I took what I needed out of it, you know, yep. and still was following this program mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I knew that it was working. Yeah. And I just I can't I can't explain how good that felt to have that that uh, guarantee that if I went back to the baseline diet and uh, was physically active, that I didn't have pain. Because even with this, uh, the Alcat test before that, it wasn't foolproof. Like, even though I was staying away from all the foods that I wasn't supposed to have, there was still, like, I would still get small flare-ups. You know, there were still cracks in it. Yeah. 
Because we weren't addressing the cause. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. And right. then when yeah. I started this program and stopped being a brat and stopped, um, you know, trying to find Still excuses. <laughs> I know. Um, when I stopped trying to find excuses um, and read about it and looked into the information, it made sense. There was an A and B thing in my head that clicked that I was like, I mean, and that's, that's how I've always been where I'm like it, you know, if it makes sense and what I'm doing, my, my actions are proving that it makes sense. You know, it's, that's awesome. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, so give us just sort of a, I don't know, a one or two minutes summary on, on a, on the symptomatic changes. So what have you, what is the sort of the before and after with your symptoms on a day-to-day basis before compared to now? Drastic. Absolutely drastic. Before, I was stiff and sore every day, and I would get flare-ups like every other day. Some of them were not that bad. I would get really bad flare-ups maybe like once a week which at the time, I don't know how I dealt with that. Um, But I did. Like you said, you know, we, we tolerate a lot when we don't realize how, how really bad it is. Compared to now, like, I can't believe it. Like, I forget, I forget that I have it because I don't, I rarely, rarely, rarely have symptoms. And when I do, I know it's because of something that I ate or, you know, I haven't been physically active in a few days Yeah. or I'm like, it's a combination of that. And like, I'm like really stressed out or something. Yeah. Um, but I always know why it's not a mystery anymore. Yes. Which is That's so, it. it's such a relief to me <sighs> yes. because before I was like, what is it? You yeah. know, it was, I, and that's really, that was really scary to me. Yes. Um, to not know why. Yes. So at this point, I I feel so good and I'm so thankful. You're welcome. You know, Elisa did. She came over yesterday with some vegan cupcakes for Mother Day, Mother's Day. <laughs> and she had this little card she wrote to me. And do, you, do you mind if I read it? I'd love to hear sure. it. <laughs> okay. She says, I love you with all my heart. And I'm so thankful for everything you have done for me. You've instilled in me so many incredible qualities that I will take with me and cherish for the rest of my life. I look up to and admire everything that you are from your beauty and most importantly, your witty, charming, intelligent, creative and driven personality. I am so lucky to call you my mom. Happy Mother's Day, Elisa. beautiful it's beautiful you guys have done this together you know it's it's something that you've been through together and uh and life's easy from this point let me tell you like you guys have done this together everything else everything else it feels easy you know it doesn't get harder than trying to recover from rheumatoid arthritis it doesn't get harder than that yeah i i mean going through what I went through like it's it's almost like a blur to me now because it was really hard it was really hard it was there was so many ups and downs 
you know, I'm not going to front and say, oh, yeah, you know, I coasted through it and I followed the program and, you know, step by step. And huh, no, it was <laughs> it was really, really hard. But from the bottom of my heart, I knew it was working and I knew that it was the right thing to do. And I'm I'm just so thankful for you. And I'm thankful for my mom. that She stuck by me and did it with me. And still doing it. I'm still doing it. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's, um, a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point because we always do it. It's it just you, you do a much more broad and easier version of it. You know, I, I don't expect that one day you'll ever be able to go back to cheese pizzas and Coca-Cola. Yeah. I, I don't expect. And I don't want to. Right. I made right. her bacon yeah. pizza, though. <laughs> yeah, right. that was really right. good. But here's the um, thing. Let me tell you about it because I'm, I'm the veteran now. I've been at this a very long time. The foods that you get to enjoy, the life that you get to lead, and the attitude that you have about being a compassionate eater, not eating animals, and also just doing the right thing for the planet yourself, you don't care about missing out on a steak on a Friday night. You yeah, you it doesn't sound care. appealing to me anymore. Right, right. It but really you feel doesn't. fantastic about living the best quality life you can, given that you were handed something that's very, very scary and uh, very serious. And so, look, no one can change the past and the fact that, that something switched on inside you. And that is your cross to bear for the rest of your life. But it becomes a very, very light cross. Very, very light one that just sits up on your shoulder yeah. and you don't even care that it's there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's incredible to look back and and know that it was so difficult. And like you said, now, even if there is troubleshooting and you know, I you know, I get a flare up and it's just so it's a breeze compared to what I went through before that it's no skin off my back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So it's, it's great. I feel, I feel so much better um, mentally and physically compared to how I did before I started this program. Are you still working at the same place? Uh, no. Uh, so before I was working at Bubba Gump's, which is like a, a fried seafood restaurant. A fried fest okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, and before I started this program, I was eating there too. And like, now that I'm <laughs> looking back up. on it, I'm like, gross. Like I don't even, and then you get this um, got your new job. Yeah. So, and, uh, so I was looking for a new job cause I'd been there for like a few years and I was just like over it. And my roommate told me about this new restaurant that was opening up called true food kitchen. Uh, and wow. their whole menu is based around an anti-inflammatory diet. Wow. Yeah. So like we got a lot of sweet potato and turmeric yeah. and, um, yeah, their whole thing is, you know, you can eat healthy Mm -hmm. and uh, help your body and it can still taste good. Yeah. And I honestly didn't really know that before I went into the interview. <laughs> I was just like, I want a new job and this place looks cool. So I'm going to go go ahead and go in there. <laughs> wow. And so I talked to the general manager. I had my interview with him and um, he he's like, why, why did you 
why did you want this job? I mean, I knew that like they had better food. And so I told him, you know, I was at this other place and they had a lot of fried food. And I just, I'm in a transitional period in my life where I'm, I became vegan and, um, I have rheumatoid arthritis and I want to be in an environment where there's other people who are on the same page as me. Yeah. And he was like, Oh my gosh, my, my mom has that. And he's like, you're, he's like, you're, you're hired. You're what this is all about. He's like, I, I need you. Wow. Um, wrote down, you wrote down. Yeah. And he, he wrote, I told him about your program and he yeah. wrote down uh, your name and um, I haven't yeah. asked him, checked back about yeah. it with him. If he like told his mom about it, because yeah. you know, people will do what they will. Sure. That's it. Um, I don't yeah. want to like push anything on anybody, yeah. but, uh, it was just so cool how everything just lined up Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it was just crazy. When you're on a, when you're on a lifestyle, any lifestyle you choose, serendipity happens like that. You'll, yeah, you'll you know, find out more and more as you get older that this happens. Yeah, <laughs> you attract, yeah, yeah, yeah. attract people with the same mindset as you. Yeah. And it was yes. just so awesome because we were doing this whole interview. And then when I said that, he's like, I, I need you. I need you on my team. You're That's exactly awesome. It's what awesome. we're about. And I yeah. was so excited and I still work there and it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. That is, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well, what a story, huh? What a, and you went back to the music festival again. Have you ever been back to the music festival where it Not all went? Not that same one, but I went to other ones and was, and was fine. Great. Great. So you can now participate in all of the things you should be doing, having fun at your age and doing all the fun things with all your friends. And you, and I guess you've, you just have to make some, um, modifications either eat beforehand or take special foods with you and stuff right it's a small little little uh you know extra bit of work you have to do but but that's what you do right yeah yeah. And, and some of these festivals have they have these catering trucks and vegan catering trucks. Yeah, a wow. lot of it's yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot, a lot of um yeah. the the yeah. festivals that I go to, they have a lot of vegan food carts. Like right. that's like mostly the food that they have. It's gone upscale. Wow. Um yeah, it's really cool. Uh they're all about, you know, renewable stuff and yep. like recycling and yep. you know, everything that's good for the environment. So, if I don't eat beforehand. And now, you know, like you said, where you're in a situation where, yeah. you know, you're hungry and you got to eat something. Um, it's not like it's like dairy or meat or anything, but I'll have this vegan stuff. You know, it has like oil yeah. in it yeah, or I something. Yeah. Um, but now that I have healed my gut so much, I don't get a bad reaction like I would have before. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a huge relief. You've got a lot of sort of tolerance or a lot of buffer between the food and the reaction that you would have previously had. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, you must be so, so proud of your daughter. What, what would you like to add to what we've covered? The gut thing, she, when she was allergic to berries when she was four, her whole body broke out in hives. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine who's into nutrition uh, told me about probiotics. Yeah. And I got her on those and, and she no longer had the hives and could eat the berries again. Uh -huh. Now, interestingly, it connects to the time that she was on antibiotics because of ear infections. Uh -huh. And the doctors just prescribed that like it was candy. Yep. And I remember both of them being on it. And that could have had to do with why she was reacting. Mm -hmm. And it all started then. Mm -hmm. And so 
and so she it, it there, there is this i just wanted to say that for listeners out there about the gut and skin the gut and organs everything reacting because mm-hmm. your digestion your immune system starts in the gut yeah and so later on when she was getting her flare-ups um, her sister had called me when she had that horrible flare-up, and unbeknownst to you, it was behind your back. So <laughs> called me and told me about the fact that she was crying and in such pain that I started texting her, and, I, and without telling you that she told me, saying, hey, if you happen to have any flare-ups, I was just reading, and I just texted you all this stuff. we got to get started <clears> on this program, and you, and you just responded immediately. Both her and I did the juicing together. I was very cranky because I, I completely, like, I knew that I was quitting coffee, I was quitting sugar, the two main deals that woke me up in the morning. I was quitting all that. So I had withdrawals. And I remember thinking to myself while she was at work doing her juicing while working. Okay, this is her interacting with people, serving as a server, juicing with no food. Poor thing. I'm walking around thinking, oh, I have this headache withdrawal. And I went, oh, I don't care that I'm in pain. I don't care that I have a headache. Because I'm thinking of Elisa. Elisa's the one who's inspiring me to do this. So we were yeah. both had this feedback with each other. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. I think for anybody out there who's going through this, um, it does make it easier if you have uh, an accountability buddy. Yeah. It helps yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I, I just want to add really quick, probiotics Yeah, helped me so much. Mm-hmm. Hey, which one did you take? Might as well get specific if you recall. Chiodophilus Ke- Ke- 29 or something. Or like Chiodophilus 9? Chiodophilus 9, Okay, yeah. okay. I'll get you just to uh, send me the link to it and I'll put the link in the show notes so other people. You know, so just recently more and more sport members have been actually talking about how the probiotics have been helping them. And it's so well supported in the scientific literature too. So like they've done clinical trials and in some of the cases, even like of the highest standard where you've got like a double blind placebo, the whole thing, and the probiotics lower symptoms. So it's not something that is being sort of still in the kind of maybe category. I mean, it definitely helps. Yeah. Every time I see the science on probiotics in the gut, I share it with her and yeah. I share it with my family because yeah. it's real. It's, it's not real. quack. It's real. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's so many other supplements. In fact, 99% of them. It's in the in the kind of like, you know, iffy category. But probiotics yeah. are right there in the genuine. So yeah. So we'll get the one that you talk. And how did you sort of overdose or, or mega dose them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much I, as the I budget have like could three afford. or four, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So that and drinking a bunch of green juice always helped. Yeah. Like if I had a really bad flare up, I would just drink a bunch of green juice and yeah. you know take three or four probiotics and the next day i would feel so much better yeah, yeah. and i i you know there were times where like i didn't figure that out yet and like i felt like i just had to ride it out for like a day or a day and a half yeah and it was just really cool how quickly that it it, it helped my body yeah no that's great that's great a lot of people we uh get a lot of benefit from that so that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I think we've 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 covered your story and yeah. how far that you've come and how you did this as a team together, um, and how Laura you you know did the whole thing together. And I think that's a first. I've not seen a mother and daughter team like you guys. So that's really really uh, impressive. And um, 
yeah, I think we've also left the left the sort of feeling that, you know, this isn't something that now, as we said before, we can go and change lifestyle back to the old ways. It's something you'll do for life, but it's something that really, for me, a lifestyle that's that's fantastic, not a lifestyle that's restrictive. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's like a, a window into the future that you, you know, you don't have to uh, feel like it's, it's, it's an awful little, it's an awful thing that you have to do for a long time. It's something that will help you thrive and have health and avoid other diseases like all your friends when they hit, you know, 50s or whatever other friends in the future, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Like now I just turned 41 recently. I'm seeing friends have serious health conditions come up now. Well, you know what? Yeah. Even friends her age are yeah. coming up with autoimmune diseases. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. And right. It's, it's right. really, it's kind of scary and shocking that like yeah. my friends are all that are my age are like, you know, having these health problems. And I'm like, yeah. it's like as the generations go on, it's like getting younger and younger. Yep. Yep. That seems to be the case. And, and it's because of our, it's because of our Western diet. Yeah. I really believe that. Yep. There's mm-hmm. sugar in everything, and it destroys mm-hmm. the flora. Mm-hmm. We take too many antibiotics, destroys the flora. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, somebody's got an autoimmune. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep, that's right. It doesn't take that much of a mess up on the inside to trigger something that you'll have for the rest of your life. It's bad, isn't it? We have mm-hmm. to be really careful. We- I mean, the average mm-hmm. consumption of sugar was about a bag of sugar in the turn of the 19th century, and now it's 29 bags of sugar a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it's because it's in every single packaged food. They're, they're yeah. putting sugar in everything. And you, even yeah. if you can't taste it, it's in there. Yeah. When yeah. I was like really being aware of like what I was putting into my body and I was reading the labels on things, I was like, sugar, sugar, yeah. sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize before. Mm-hmm. Like there's just sugar in everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. I've had a great time. <laughs> We've passed an hour just like that. I know it's been we a did. lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thank you so much, and uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot of really positive feedback from from this episode. Do you have a Facebook page or that's for sort of sharing a story or or an Instagram account that you'd like to share, or is everything really uh, or, or nothing like that? You don't have to. I just thought if you're sharing your blog or journey, yeah, I don't, I I don't really. I mean, I kind of use instagram but it's not it's, it's not for this purpose yeah it's just yeah. for your own personal friends okay mm-hmm. just wanted to double check well that's it thank you so much guys thank you and we really a... appreciate you clint oh yeah mutually because uh, I, I i really got a lot out of this and when and watching and hearing about your uh, development and progress was was really like some of your posts laura when you would post and give us updates that was some of my favorite would brighten up my day hearing how you were going That's fantastic. Yeah. That's good to know. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Pattison Program. For more information, visit pattisonprogram.com.